0: I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and I am by myself tonight. No, Josh, um, he has his last weekend of of coaching American football and uh, was unable to watch the match, unable to join us tonight. But I will be here to uh, help you get through what was, I think, a bit of a letdown for a lot of us. Uh, LAFC lose one nothing to Nashville at home. I think that makes it much worse. Um uh, granted they'd already clinched the shield big celebration afterward to celebrate the shield rightfully um but uh, the performance is a bit of a letdown i think both for the players the the staff and and for the fans and everybody else involved with lafc um they go down to uh what ends up being a uh, teal bumbery goal on a corner kick uh, I do think there's a couple things that are important to kind of contextualize what I saw in this match and what I think LAFC were trying to do today. Um, first off, I do think that they were trying new things. I think that they wanted to get as many of their starting players significant minutes as possible. Um, obviously, Jose Cifuentes doesn't start. Uh, it's it's blessing. And then Segura and Chiellini are the, are the center-back pairing. I don't think Segura is going to be the guy in the playoffs. I think it's going to be Murillo, and I assume he just needed a day off. Um, we'll see if that assumption holds true. I didn't think Segura had the greatest day today, day um, And I think, I think the Mario chiellini partnership is going to be the way to go when you absolutely need lockdown defenders. And um Chiellini's great distributing the ball. Um, so I think, I think you can leave it up to Mario and Chilini, but ultimately, I mean, this, th- this team has surprised me several times with personnel choices. So we'll see what ends up happening in the, in the coming weeks. Um, Carlos Velo was subbed off at the 40th minute. That seemed like a very planned sub, give him 40, pull him off. Christian Teo then gets, you know, uh, plenty of time in both halves to, to try and, Involve himself with the squad a little more. I didn't think much of his of his outing. Um, still not really sure what to what to make of him. I, I think I think it's going to take him some time to really uh, look like he belongs. Um, other than that, LAFC. I played a great first half, especially uh, a ton of chances uh, in the first half. I think they ended the first half with. 2.5 XG or something like that. Now, granted, a lot of that is on the back of a of a penalty that's earned by Benny Boanga and then completely botched by Chicho. Um many of you probably know this already. I think I've talked about it before, but I I hate the hop. I hate it when Jorginho does it. I hate it when Bruno Fernandez does it. I hate it when um uh, Joseph Martinez does it. I hate I just hate that gimmick. Uh, I realize exactly what the strategy is. For those of you who may not know, the strategy is you go up in the air to try and bait the keeper into jumping early, choosing a side early. And by the time you come down, you can just calmly observe where they're at and then calmly pass it into the opposite side of the net. Um, To me, it's a sign of somebody who is not a confident shooter. It's highly effective. When done correctly, George, uh, Jorginho and, and Bruno Fernandes have incredibly high success rate uh, with with penalties as a result of this tactic. But ultimately, it comes down to who blinks first. You were the keeper. And if the keeper doesn't blink and doesn't move, you will come down and you will take a a, a terrible shot. Um, and with a guy like Chicho... I, who has plenty of power, plenty of accuracy? I do. Just see it as a gimmick. I don't think he needs it. I think he just needs to pick a spot and hit it. Um, easy for me to say. I get it. I'm I'm not in his shoes, but um, that's <laughs> that's how I see it. You just pick the spot, you hit it hard, and that's it. Um, are you going to miss some penalties even with that approach? Of course you are. Absolutely. We see Leo Messi struggle with penalties. We've seen Cristiano Ronaldo miss penalties before. Uh, two of the greatest shooters out there, right? So it's not like it's... Uh, it's like a penalty's ever completely automatic, but I do see it as a crutch for a poor shooter. And in the case of Jorginho or, or Bruno, it's two guys who have really figured out the timing and are very confident with it, and and it works. So their success rate is incredibly high. But if and when keepers finally say, you know what, I'm I'm really not moving at all until the ball is kicked, which is the case today with uh with Willis against Chicho, then you lose. You're going to lose because you don't have enough power behind the ball to get it past the keeper. Uh and it's it's like uh it's like watching a youth shootout, right? A youth soccer shootout where they don't hit with much power oftentimes and the keepers just react to wherever the ball's going and scoop it up. Um, so to me, Chicho is done taking penalties. Um, I also am not a huge fan of the guy earning the penalty, taking the penalty. Um, and so to me, I might have that wrong today. Was it Boanga that had the, that earned the penalty? I'm not sure, but the the commentators, I know, I know Max had said that, uh, tried to get on. Uh, tried to get the ball and, and come shoot the penalty and Chicho took it from him. But to me, it's not like if, if he's missing penalties like that, if he has to rely on that crutch, first of all, and second of all, it's not working, the next keeper that he sees is going to know, I'm not moving until he comes down and shoots. And obviously in a game like uh, like today's where it's it's decided by one goal, you can't afford to be... Squandering a chance like that. Enough about that. Uh, I do. I do worry about Chicho's uh, mentality. I I don't think he's. Um, I don't think you have to worry too much about him because he's proven that he can continue to bag goals throughout the season. But given that miss, and then the miss on the chance created by Boanga and and Ilya Sanchez where it's kind of like it's an open goal. All he's got to do is shoot it. He does that to get it over the keeper, but he puts it over the bar. I do worry about his state of mind. I think that's four games without a goal now for him uh, headed into the playoffs. He'll probably be just fine, but it's it's one of those areas for concern. Um, let's see what else. I, I felt like in the second half, they they were trying a handful of new things. Um Definitely playing a lot of route one direct balls over the top, which is not something we've seen with them, but I think once they got Bowanga up there, it was kind of like let's let's see what we can do here if we are chasing a goal or if we if we are against a a bunkered team and we happen to be uh like can we hit them on the counter via route one? Um, it looked okay, and I mean, Bowanga gets on the end of a of a great chance. It's kind of this weird like he falls over and he's kind of on top of the ball. Willis isn't able to grab it and it, the ball kind of like pops out to Chicho and then he misses that shot. Um, but I did I did think that laFC were trying some new things uh, and certainly I, I I don't recall a game where I've seen them play so direct over the top. Um, so I, I have to imagine that this is them trying a few a few new tricks before the playoffs, just in case they run into a situation where they need them to know what they can rely on in terms of like a different tactic. Um, Let's see here. I, I also think that the corner that Nashville ended up scoring on, Um, I don't recall seeing LAFC set up in a man oriented defense, but this certainly was uh, it's, it's a bizarre setup. Nashville puts a three-man stack, which is a very common thing across global global football. They put kind of a three-man stack up at the top of the box on the off the back post, and you have Christian Teo, you have Ilya Sanchez, and you have Giorgio Chiellini marking them all. And the stack goes three separate ways, as they always do. And Chiellini kind of cuts in between Bunbury and and Sanchez. Uh, who was assigned to Mark Bunbury. And by the time Sanchez is able to react to where Bunbury is, the ball has already been flicked on from a near post header right into the path of Bunbury. And it's an easy finish. Um, Kind of unfortunate. I, again, it's not, I don't know. I don't ever remember seeing LAFC defend a corner like this. I don't typically pay all that much attention. Like, Oh, Here's this guy in the zone. They're always in that zone. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting out with a ruler to measure where they are in terms of uh, their relation to the goal. But um, just kind of a bizarre setup. I, I tweeted a still of it, and there's probably three or four LAFC players short of the near post on the corner, um, which is just kind of bizarre. Latif Blessing is out in no man's land. I think Kellen Acosta is out in no man's land. It, it, these are positions that they've been told to occupy. Uh, I don't think it's just them not paying attention. I just think it's kind of a weird setup that they're trying. Maybe because Nashville's been so dominant on on set pieces, and that's kind of like their calling card. Maybe they're trying to go with like, "Hey, we're going to man mark them." Maybe they maybe they don't want to show their new their new zones. Maybe they worked on something else, and they don't want to show their new zones right before the playoffs. Um, that's a bit of a galaxy brain take. I understand, but I. I I just have never seen anything like that from them, so I do think it's a bit of a fluky goal that that they gave up. Um, I mean, other than that, there's not a whole lot to talk about from this from this match. Uh, I think I think the biggest problem is that you walk away with four point five four expected goals, and you weren't able to convert a single one. Um, plenty of good chances. Bawanga had multiple good chances. Chicho had multiple good chances, including the missed penalty. Opoku had at least two very clear-cut chances in front of goal, and none of them are able to put it away. Um, that's, it's, that is probably what worries me most, is this this team's continued disability or inability, excuse me, continued inability to not put chances away that is a problem and all last year people tried to excuse away the poor results for lafc by saying oh they, they should they're they're good but unlucky because because of the the xg stats and we saw it bear out over the course of the season that they just weren't good finishers they were not good finishers it's been better this year but not great still um and it going into the playoffs you have to be worried about their ability to tuck away these chances especially against teams who like Nashville are going to pack it in and contest shots more <laughs> with with more aggression so it's they're going to have to find a way around it i mean it, it, even last week against portland it took some it took some heroics right you finally saw a spell of possession last week against portland and it ends in the Carlos Vela curler, right? But before that, it, would, it had all been very direct. They had been playing very, uh, very quick on the counter, and it just did not come together. Um, and then it took some late game heroics from uh, from Denny Bawanga to put away the the, the go ahead goal and and actually clinch the shield. So um, areas of concern, not. Not full alarm bells, um, but some things to think about heading into the playoffs. One thing Josh mentioned last week on the on the show was that LAFC have looked good after layoffs. Uh, I do think this team trains well, and I do think that they come back eager and ready. Um, as most of you probably know at this point, they're going to either face uh, Nashville or Galaxy in two weeks. I'm not excited about either of those matchups, to be honest with you. I think Galaxy have found new life with with Ricky Puj being there because now they have midf- uh, a coherent midfielder, right, <laughs> who can who can actually make things happen. Um, Chicharito seems to have found a bit of a, of a scoring streak as well. Granted, they've been playing the worst teams in the league the past couple of weeks. Um, but when you look at their trajectory, they're, they're certainly on a different trajectory than than LAFC are in their last few games. Um, Nashville, we saw them struggle against today. I, I think the game plan for Nashville will be the exact same if we see them again in two weeks. Pack it in, make it miserable to play against you. Hit them, hit a, hit LAFC on the break and try and steal a set piece. Um. And in either case, I think, I think LAFC would be in danger of, of, uh, being eliminated in the first round. Um, LAFC have all the quality in the world. And when they're on they're they're unplayable. Uh, when they are, when they're dialed in and humming, you can't score against them and you can't keep them from scoring. But if you catch them in one of these games where they they struggle to to connect passes, they struggle to to really play as a team, and they're just lumping long balls into the opposing half, then you can catch them. You can absolutely catch them, and we've seen that happen plenty of times down the stretch here. But um, I do want to shout them out. I mean, th- this is a team that also won the supporter shield and was able to to lift it at home. At the end of uh, at the end of a regular season game, that's an incredible feat, um, and it's it's nothing to it's nothing to talk down or or try and downplay at all because it's a it's an incredible accomplishment, even if it is on a on a tiebreaker on a technicality, if you will. Um, but it, overall, so overall, successful regular season could have been better, could have been worse. Um, and we'll, we'll have to see how the how the postseason goes. Um, I, I am hopeful, but not overly optimistic about their chances, just because I, I still, even after this season, I'm still not sure what they are. I couldn't tell you. At the beginning of the season, they were very much a second-half team that you could not score on, and if you went into the half either equal or down, there was no chance that you were winning because they were going to have subs that, that made a giant impact. And I think those subs have largely cooled off. I don't think the subs are effective anymore. I think they often come often come far too late. Uh, And I think, I think it's a a matter of uh, forwards who came in that weren't fit and weren't ready to play and midfielders that were always ineffective anyway. So um, LFC has work to do. They have work to do in terms of trying to get ready and trying to figure out an approach that's going to work in the in the postseason. Um, with all that said, and me being by myself, I'm going to go ahead and get into to questions right now. Um, the first one is from at Yoyotory 66. Depressing AF. The stats show it, and if this was a playoff game, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, people always trying to make excuses for the team's performance, attack criticism that the team really deserves. This team is not ready for Carson or Nashville. Um, I think they beat Nashville early in the, earlier in the in the year when they played them. If I'm if I'm rem- excuse me if I'm remembering correctly, uh, I know uh, two defeats to Galaxy, one one pretty dominant win at home. Um, I, I think, I think this is a lot of, um, I think a lot of us are probably worried about the way that the season has gone the past month and a half, right? This is the, they, they lost all these games. This, they made the supporter shield an actual race when they had run away with it long ago. Um, and we all know their track record in the, in the, in the playoffs is not good. So I I think I think this is us being a little bit cautious and not wanting to be too optimistic, being a little bit guarded with our feelings so that we don't get crushed later. And I don't blame you for that, because LAFC have not performed in the playoffs. And they have not performed in big games. I'm I'm it's just that's the way it is. They've had good performances. They've had great performances in CCL and and a couple great playoff games, but all Overall, it's not been the best when it comes to knockout competitions, which MLS Cup is. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully this is the year. Um, Andy G's not a great feeling heading into the playoffs, especially if you have to face a hot Galaxy team. I do think, again, I do think that a bit of the Galaxy is fool's gold because they put they look amazing today against Houston, who are. Arguably the worst team in the league. I get, these, I get that DC United won the spoon, but um, if you watch if you watch any of that game against against Houston between or between Houston and the Galaxy, you'll see that they are completely disinterested. I realize that LAFC lost to Houston just a month ago, so it's not exactly the most comfort. But um, it does it does worry me that our midfield is so thin, and their midfield has really clicked but they are still vulnerable like across the back line. Um, extremely vulnerable. Julian Araujo has been, has been bad, like actively bad. in as a, as a defender, their, um, their center backs continue to be awful. And we all know what's on the, on the, on the other side, Raheem Edwards, right? Uh, if you can counter attack off of one of his ill-advised runs that lead to nowhere, down that right side, you've you've got it. That's that's how you beat the galaxy, right? Is you take the ball off of him and you ram it right down their throats uh, with Carlos Vela down that right wing. Tom Camilleri, do we know if Boanga went to the same academy that taught Brian Rodriguez to shoot? Also, where is Bale? No minutes in a meaningless game. Um, I do not think. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Matt Doyle came out and said that Bowanga was uh, Kevin Cabral, right? That he's as ineffective as as Brian Rodriguez was. Danny Bowanga does everything up until the six-yard line. Six-yard box. Perfect. Everything. Everything. Wins balls, advances the ball, plays great passes his shots just do not find the target it's it's maddening um, and i don't know if this is like a thing where lafc you know they have a profile that they're looking for and and finishing is not a huge part of that i, I would find that very hard to believe but he does so many things right that you can almost overlook some of the finishing issues um, but it's got to it's got to be better Um, and again, people are going to say, oh, he's unlucky. He hit the post, Oh, he's unlucky shot at the goalkeeper. But, um, the more time goes on, the more this builds because it's not just a narrative. Um, one of the things that, uh, that people love to say is, oh, that's just a narrative. Oh, that's not true. That's just, that's just fans being mad that he's not scoring. It's like, well, yeah, of course fans are mad that he's not scoring. If he's not scoring and he's got plenty of chances to do so, that's a problem. What else do you want? Like, Again, it goes back to this weird thing that we're, oh, well, the XG is going to win out. The XG is going to win out. That's not always true. That's not always true. You can be just as easily as deceived by inflated XG numbers as you can at XG numbers that Really, do say, oh, this team is just legitimately unlucky. Um, so it's mm-hmm. time's going to tell. Time's going to tell. And I do think, I do think, next year is going to help because it'll just be a full off season with the team where he's learning those spots that he's going to find himself in. I think it has a lot to do with it. Honestly, I, I don't know how he played when he was in France. I don't know what kind of system he came from where he found himself on the ball in relation to the goal with time to shoot. Um, but if if it's different in LAFC, where he's finding himself, you know, kind of like left side of the penalty area uh, on his right foot, and that's not like the typical spot where he used to get the ball, then it's understandable that he's not used to those looks. Uh, but we'll find out, I guess. Um, regarding Bale, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think... Um I mean the story was that he wanted to come and get ready for the World Cup. Uh maybe it's a LeBron James-esque switch that he has where he just flips it and he's good and he hasn't flipped it um because he's not at the World Cup, but uh I don't I wouldn't expect much from him in the playoffs because he just hasn't done a whole lot. He hasn't contributed a whole lot in the last 3 or 4 weeks. Uh, the Bacchanal. I was at the bank today, and I'm a bit concerned how much everyone is hyping the Shield. 1-0 defeat and still a trophy celebration. Feel like they don't realize the finish line isn't crossed. Um, I get this for sure. I do think the players have been very vocal about, hey, the job's not done. we got to win the Cup. It doesn't mean anything if we don't win the Cup. Um, which the, I, they have to say it. Again, I disagree with it. I think the MLS cup is a silly, silly way to decide a champion. Um, it allows teams like Greg Burhalter's Columbus crew to go all the way to the final. Um, it allows teams like Portland to be relevant year after year after year. Um, until this year, finally. Right. It's, it's not, it's not the right way to choose a, a champion, but it's the way they do. So you have to build that way. Um, so again, I they are they're at least saying it. Um we'll see how they come out in 2 weeks. I mean, really there's just no there's just no way of knowing. I um I do feel like again, they tried some new things with an eye towards the playoffs. Different different marking scheme on corners, different way to attack in the second half. Can we go route 1 and 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 steal a goal that way if we need to. So I, I do think they understand the, the task at hand. Um, just a matter of can they actually accomplish it. Um, Michael Kang beats. Uh, I feel like we wasted a, a match where we could have had some sort of plan. It feels like the time, like the team only showed up to get the supporter shield and the match was incidental. I, I really agree with that. Uh, is Bale not part of the plan? Uh, The playoff plan, excuse me. I really don't mind the loss. The second half was pointless. Yeah, again, the first half looked, I thought, great, minus the finishing and minus the awful penalty. Uh, I love the the way Mike describes it here, that the match almost felt incidental. (laughs) and In large part, I I agree. I I wish it wasn't like that. I wish they would have shown a little bit more of something, but they just didn't. so, again, hopefully they, they can bring the intensity in, in two weeks. At Steely Zidane, clinching the shield early gave us this season, uh, this season finale, quote-unquote, throwaway game to keep working on chemistry before the playoffs. Dola pulls Vela before halftime. Also, Bale desperately trying to get match fit, doesn't even play. No idea what's going on there. Common theme, right? What What is Gareth Bale doing? Is he going to help us win a, an MLS Cup or not? I'm going to let that one, I'm just going to let that one hang because I don't know. Um, I do, again, I do agree that they're trying to work on some chemistry things. I think part of the reason Latif plays today is because they want to see, like, okay, what can we get from him? And I thought he had an, he had a pretty good game. Um, considering a bunch of the performances that we've seen this year, uh, I feel like that was definitely a prove-it match where, like, hey, I can give you something in the playoffs. Um, I felt like he impacted the defense as well as played several key passes. Um, him in front of goal continues to be a giant black hole. Uh, he's just, you're just not going to get anything in front of goal from him. And that's okay. You don't have to use him for what he's good at. Um, because the things that he's good at, he's really, he's, he's exceptional at, and then you just have to know the limit, the the limitations that you need to make up for. Um, Sadly, I don't know that you can make up for those limitations in a playoff environment because, again, when a team packs it in, you're going to really struggle to circulate and create chances. Um, And that's his greatest weakness uh, is, is just that, just playing in possession and knowing when to be the third man on the run, finishing a chance when it comes to you, finding the right pass through traffic, right? That these are things that are just not his strong suit. Um But certainly good to know that you can bring him in and he's going to give you, he's still going to give you hard minutes uh, running at a, running at an opposing team as you're trying to kill them off. Um, Sombra Amarath, we do not look hungry enough to win a cup. We are a wasteful team. We need to get our heads right before our first playoff match. Yeah. I mean, I largely agree. I, um, I I can almost forgive some of their hunger. I I'm with you on the fact that you need to see a little bit more today, to kind of like keep a certain level of intensity about you. Um, but at the same time, you have to excuse them a little bit for like this is ultimately a, a meaningless game in in terms of like what happens in the season. Um, Jesse at Jesse. PWM loans, winning it all, to be honest, in my opinion, not going to lie. That's a lot of acronyms at the end of that tweet. Uh, they they definitely could. They have all the talent in the world. And to be totally honest with you, if they don't win it all, they're going to be seen as a failure. A failure. Um, because of all the talent that they brought in, because of how dominant they were, uh, for the first two-thirds of the season um only to fall apart at the end limp across the, the finish line to the supporter shield and then not win mls cup it would be a failure even though they they did end up winning the supporter shield um be prepared for that narrative to to unfold and again i don't You win the Supporter Shield. That is a massive, a massive success. And like I've said, to me, that's what I want. That's what I want from this team: be perennial Shield contenders and winners, uh, because that means you're going to Champions League and you can compete on a bigger stage, on an arguably bigger stage. Um, But if you want to put stars on your chest, and everybody does, you have to win MLS Cup. And at some point, you got to figure out how to do two things at once, win the Shield and the Cup, which we know is uh, very uncommon in this league, which again goes to show you that the Cup is the wrong way to, to decide a champion. But it's the one we got. Alan Klein at Telly Tall Tale. Genuine question for you guys. How confident are you actually heading into the playoffs? Here are some nice stats. RA. Here are some stats since our winning streak ended about eight weeks ago. Uh, points per game 1.1 versus 2.28 previous goals per game 1.33 versus 2.16 previous goals against 1.6 versus 0.96 previous wins as percentage of games 33 percent versus 72 percent previous available points earned since 33 percent versus 76 percent previous Oof. that mean there's no draws the win percentage is the same as available points earned Hmm. so we've won a third of our games and lost every single other one (laughs) yikes uh today was empty today was empty an empty showing at home dampened at the party can we really beat three good teams in a row so one of the things that people told everybody to calm down about was the fact that if they win the shield they're going to play home games only in the playoffs. And this is something that we've talked about as an advantage because they've been better at home. And then they come out and they lay this egg at home. So for those of you who may have relied on that narrative for some sort of additional hope or, uh, even worse to, to go after fans, I'm talking to you, blue check types. Um, to go after fans for being worried about this team as they lost five or six straight. Um, there you go. They are beatable at home. And again, got it. Dead match at home. Well, we'll see. We'll see, but they're not invincible. They are not invincible. So in terms of my confidence going into the playoffs, um, I am confident in their ability when they play with a bit of patience to beat any team in this league. If they play patiently, attack patiently, and don't overextend themselves, they're a fantastic team. But when they get strung out trying to play too direct, too fast, then that's when that's when trouble arises. I am confident in their ability to beat almost any team in this league when they have the right starting 11 out there. Arguably starting 13, because I think you could argue Segura, Mario Chiellini are rather interchangeable. And you could probably get away with starting Escobar over Hollingshead on the the right, Uh, even though I don't think that's the move anymore. But if you don't have the right starting front six, in terms of midfielders especially, and and the forwards, then I'm not confident at all. So if you see any messing around with the midfield, know that I'm sweating bullets, and I hope to be wrong about you know, Latif Blessing getting a start in a in a playoff game. I, again, I don't think it's going to happen. But um, once you get past Latif Blessing in that midfield, it's nothing. It's just nothing. I know. Just the other day, I was listening to Extra Time, and they were talking about. How, how great Seba Mendez is. And I just, sorry guys, I just don't see it. Maybe I just haven't seen enough. That's, that's totally possible. I just haven't seen enough because he can't see the field. Uh, you could call that the the Pontrejinella problem, right? Where you don't see the field, so you don't see enough. So you, have, you can't really ever get a good enough assessment. But sometimes not seeing them on the field is evidence enough. So um, we'll see what happens. Um, I think if, if they stay healthy... And again, like I said, they play with a bit of patience and they're not over They will beat everybody. But if they do the what they've done in past big games, which is overextend themselves, play skittish, try and play a different game, then I think they're in trouble. So I, I realize that's a non-answer, but that's what I've got. That's where I'm at. I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit worried about them Making it all the way to the to the cup final and then actually winning it because I I don't know what to expect from this team because it's been up and down this season so um, we'll just have to wait two weeks and see what happens um, if you have uh, anything else you want to add or or anything else you you feel like I got wrong tonight please hit me up you can you can tweet the show at counterpress underscore or me at kirk kinsey uh, love to continue this conversation more uh, but until two weeks from now. We will sign up.